This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. Phone-in elements of these shows are not available, but if you'd like to comment or give us feedback on our shows, you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Alternatively, you can find this and other podcasts on iTunes or Spotify using the keyword lovesport. listening to the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with the Chelsea Fan Cast, Stanford Chidge, oi, oi. Chidgy and Jonathan Kidd. Kiddo. Kiddo. This is a very special show this evening, but firstly, how are you two? I'm, I'm a bit hungover actually, Charlie. <laughs> if the truth were to be told, I am struggling a bit today. I'm full of the joys of spring. I went, I went to see Kathira Hate last night. Yes, you night did. You Brandon. did, didn't you? Kurt got, Brandon. Yeah, yeah wow. They were brilliant. In my local pub. They were in your local I pub. I know. Was it just you in the audience? Pretty much. Wow. You know, I drank far too much Red Stripe. So Other beers are available. Yeah. But Red Stripe was fantastic. But oh. I'm feeling it a bit today. But I'm all right. I'm, d- d- I'm buoyed by seeing all you lot here today. Boyd? Boyd. Oh, hello. Boyd. B-U-O-Y-E-D. That's the one. Not yeah. in the other sense. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> Be careful, Jonathan. Be careful. <laughs> Be very careful. <laughs> well, as I alluded to, this is a very special show. Obviously, we'll be talking about the Ch- Chelsea Champions League game against Lille. We'll be looking at the game against Saints on the weekend. Chelsea are building up some very nice momentum. But that is not why we're excited in the studio, because nope. we have some very special guests. This is my kind of town, Chicago is. My kind of town, Chicago. Chicago is very delighted to say we have been joined this weekend 
by Brian Wolf from Chelsea, Chicago. Brian, what a pleasure it is for us to have you in the studio with us this evening. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. No, it's what a, pl- a tribute, man. What a tribute. Frank Sinatra. Chigi is very excited. And not only that, one guest is never enough. We also have Richard Weeks in the studio from We Are The Shed. Richard, what a pleasure it is to meet you. Really? Nice to, nice to see you all. It is a packed <laughs> Chelsea crowd. I'm going to have to be on my best behaviour, but Chigi You're no, well outnumbered tonight. <laughs> I'm well outnumbered, no four to one. But Chigi always knows I'm always on my best behaviour, especially around him. I'm really Lovely. excited for the show tonight. Obviously, I haven't spoke with you guys a few weeks back on the Chelsea Fan Show. Let's get right into it. It was a brilliant win mm. away in France this week in the Champions League. The first win for Frank Lampard in the Champions League as manager. Kiddo yeah. staring at me. I wouldn't say brilliant. Oh, you're not a negative Nora. Let me start. We can come. We can have his negativity <laughs> in a minute. I thought it was... We were moaning the other week, if you remember. Moaning? We were saying... We were saying that, you know, the problem with the game against Valencia was that it was a naive performance. They got mugged off, possibly down to the naivety of the management. But I thought this was a real coming-of-age performance by Chelsea. I thought they... They it was, it's tough to go away in Europe. Doesn't matter who you're playing. Leo might be a load of rubbish. Doesn't matter. It's tough going away. And I thought they did a brilliant job out there. There were wobbles, yes, horrible with the set piece again. But they dug out a win, and that's what you have to do in Europe. And, and you know, we've been saying all season that they need to go into these competitions, start learning and learning quick. And I thought they did that. I, I completely agree. Anytime you win away in the Champions League, they always say, "Look after your home form. If you can pick yeah. up a point or two, you should qualify." Kiddo. It's a three points away in France. <laughs> Where's the negativity? Long run. Here we Real. go. One, oh, two, three. Please. Uh, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Worst team in the group. Possibly one of the worst teams in the Champions League. You're going to choke on your biscuit. I've eaten a biscuit. I know. Wrong I know. time. Well, let's get the view. <laughs> they weren't very good. I was really disappointed. And, you know um, what, though? I, I thought, I thought. you know, what was really interesting is that we, we basically controlled the game. Stupid set piece. Oh, as usual. Yeah. What's stupid going set, on? Yeah, but the, the point being, stupid set piece. And we really, I thought we panicked for about 20 minutes. Their, their confidence shot up. Completely. But you know what? You weren't there. I wasn't there. Brian was there. How did it feel in the stadium? We had to win. And we did. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. But how was the, what was the atmosphere like in the stadium? Cause it was I, good. I, I sense the players, when, when that goal went in, they got wobbly. And, you know, Lille, certainly the crowd got behind them. They looked a lot more confident. The confidence kind of came flooding back to them. How did how did it feel in the, in the they, crowd? They've got fantastic support there. So the roof was closed. So I, I got a bunch of messages during and after that it was very, very loud there, and it was on both sides. But mm. um, the team, we looked like we let off at least uh, a couple pedals, mm. um, you know, when we conceded. But you know, we came back. There were really good substitutions. From Frank oh, Lampard, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think the debate. After, substitution. Yeah, I, I saw the but debate. He changed the pattern as well, yeah. which is yeah. unlike the the manager from last season, who <coughs> was obsessed with uh, one one yeah. one particular pattern. Other managers are available. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, the debate on social media afterwards was: were those changes made too late or too early? But they worked out, and we won a game we had to win, and that's the most important yeah. thing. And that that was my takeaway, besides having just the, the confidence. The confidence. I mean, you know, I, I was debunking this whole idea earlier that. Well, you know, they're really inexperienced. I mean, rubbish. William and, and Aspilicueta have both played over 50 matches in Europe. It's like the whole team are under 18, which is not true. Some of them are very young and inexperienced, but the team generally are not. The management team are. But I think it's imperative that both the management team and some of the youngsters get that experience. And I, you know, as ever with Chelsea, it, it, like Reese James came on, did really, really well. Abraham, what a goal. 
I'm sorry, but that was that was that but, was rude. Chidge, don't you think the media agenda suits the team being um, considered a group oh, of youths yeah, 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 completely yeah, yeah, and utterly? Yeah, in fact, yeah. and everybody loves I'm us. I'm going to do my best. Donald Trump, you, fake you, news, you fake de- news. But you can't deal with the fact that everybody media. loves us. They love. I, I hate that. They love the youth. But I hate. They love that it all. We've become a team that everybody loves. I hate Chidge. that. You know I hate. I know. I know. That's why I'm saying it more and more to you. We've become a team that everybody loves. I don't need to be loved, man. They love us. What do you think, guys? They love us now, don't they, the media? Um, they do, but we've been through this before. We were the likeable team in the 90s. Yeah, we with were the like- we, yeah. we were the likeable team. When we, weren't Roman- winning. we weren't winning enough, were no, we? No, we weren't. No. Uh, but That's I, why they I, liked us. Exactly, but we end up turning that around quite successfully, so I think we're, we'll do it again. You know, When Roman bought us, uh, people liked us then before we won the Premier League, and then they hated us again, yeah. so... You know, we'll win the Premier League and the Champions League this year, and then people will hate us next year. So do, you know, do you know how bad it is? I mean, you know, other radio stations that I could not possibly mention here, but I've been hearing that I was listening to, and, and they had a Spurs fan, one of the friends, a Spurs fan, saying I can't how swear on radio. I know, but he was saying how much he loves Chelsea, how much they like Frank Lampard, and what they're doing. I heard an Arsenal fan similarly on that radio station. How much? The, Ah, no, mm. go away. I don't want you liking us. I like to be hated. I like to be despised. I like to be envied. That's what football's about. It'll happen again. Yeah, yeah. It when will we win. Yeah, no, we, when we start winning it. But at the moment, it's all, oh, look well, at them. I mean, They've we, got you. We should in, ask Charlie. Oh, Charlie, Charlie. I, I mean, I don't know. Are, you allowed, are we allowed to reveal who, who yeah, you are? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Can we out you on air? Out me, out Ch- me on Ch- air. Charlie, who is a, a thoroughly lovely bloke who I have the pleasure of working with However. every Sunday. <laughs> but apart from that, he is an Arsenal fan. He's oh, a gooner. Oh, the poor boy. So, how do you think as a gooner? Do you like Chelsea or do you, are you going to stick to your principles and hate us on principle? Uh, I absolutely despise Chelsea. Good man. There you go. I prefer that. <laughs> no, that's too much. No, uh, which is quite scary. Be, I've got fifty more minutes with you in the studio. But no, but, <laughs> no, but I love that. Yeah. That's how it should be. But Chigi knows. Obviously, uh, I'll be honest about. It. I'm not one yeah. of those biased no, fans. Yeah, exactly. We've done a show, didn't we? Every week. I despise Chelsea, but. I, I do like Lampard and I yeah. do like the crop of youngsters yeah. that are coming through. Let's talk about them because see? Tamor, Tamori and Tammy linked <laughs> up for that goal. A brilliant assist, a beautiful clinical finish by Tammy, uh, Tammy Abraham. Chigi refers to it as rude, but it was, it was rude, brilliant. Man. And, rude. They're, and they're all in the England squad. Mount, Barkley. Yeah. How exciting is this for you, that next crop well, that I, could feature I, for England I think so the heavily? Two, the two um, England choices of both Tamori and um, Abraham were to avoid them playing for Nigeria. Oh come on! So, uh, come on! I, I think disagree. there's an element of that. Ab- yeah, I, I agree. There's an element of that. But Abraham, no, who, who's the leading goal scorer in the league at the moment? The English leading English goal yeah, but, scorer. But, but who Holl- is it? Holland who came it? along and he who saw. He saw. Who is we it? know who it is. Who is you it? don't need to keep asking me that question. We know. Yeah. We know who it is. Yeah. Say it. Say it. Go on then. You Ken. say it. No, you can't handle the truth, can you? I, it's not about handling the truth. It's about <laughs> another aspect. Steve Holland came and saw him against Valencia, and and that chap Gabriel had him in his pocket. He's uh, naive at the moment, Tammy what, Abraham. Abraham. Yeah, he's, oh, of course he's he nowhere is. near the finished article. No, no. And yet, I agree with you. The fact he keeps scoring, he took that goal wonderfully. <laughs> it was, yes, actually. he did. And did, also, what he didn't did you do poop your was pants he didn't think it was offside because I did. No, no, yeah, but he didn't. I did. That's what I liked about yes, it. Yes, he carried on, the, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he which was that is a real sign of a of a proper. He likes to score goals, man. Yeah. So he thought, it doesn't matter if I'm offside or not, I'm netting it. I'm doing it anyway, yeah. I'm in, I've scored. Totally. Yeah, but, no, but... 
And I love the fact that he, his movement is good. But occasionally, my mate, I sit next to a Millwall fan, bizar- Ron. bizarrely. Ron. Ron. Yeah, at Chelsea. Bless him. <laughs> yes, who says things like... We should out he him. Says, he, says, he, says, he says things like... He says, well, look at Abraham. He says, look, he's, just, he's not moving. He says, come on. Ron is... He says, he's more of a curmudgeon than you are. Yes, I've, I've got so to meet com- Ron. He's so curmudgeon. Sort him out. You must. You must. He says... Because if says, I was sitting next to Ron, I'd say, Ron, when was the last time you saw any decent players at Millwall? Shut up, you mug. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would say. No, but his wife's trying to convert him into Chelsea yeah, fans. She, 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 she's Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, she How is. How Lynn. Oh, Lynn. Oh, Lynn. Lynn's yeah, lovely. Yeah, Lynn's lovely. Yeah, yeah, but he's... Yeah. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's Millwall, isn't he? He's Millwall, yeah. yeah. Richard just Can't. gave me a look as if to say, is this what happens on the Chelsea show? And he the look I that, gave yeah. back, I went, this is exactly Richard, what happened. Richard's known me for a long time. time. I listen, unfortunately. Yeah. Can, yeah. I just <laughs> say, can I just say? Can I just say? I want... The banners, this ought to be said. Yeah, we we are the show. Oh, well, I'll shut up then. But I want to say, I, I'll say it twice. Phenomenal. Before you praise us, I'm going to disagree with your cynicism on... Oh, hey! That's why I love Richard. Tammy Abraham being called up purely for... No, 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 I didn't say the word purely. Okay, all right, fine. But two things. One, he was called up in the November friendly internationals in 2017 when he was playing for Bristol by Gareth Southgate, although it's a friendly, so he was capped for that. Yeah. So he was a long-time admirer of him, regardless of whatever he was doing in the Premier League. But also Southgate, uh, a very, very, very uh, sort of moral person, has makes a point of coaching these players and saying, you make a decision when you're ready, there's no pressure... Yeah. Yeah, and and he's not someone who would do it out of just for pure convenience later mm. on down the line. You see, we am allowed to say where you work, or is that? Yeah, you can. Yeah, do, yeah. Richard works at the FA, <gasps> so he knows this kind of stuff. All right. Yeah. I'm not so, trying to scare you or anything, yeah. Jake. It did feel like it got very serious. So I can't. Yeah. I can't Don't call them talk about, about my boss. About, yeah. I can't call the FA a bunch of. <laughs> no, you can't. But I, I mean, I, I got asked by this lot. I came on the radio this week, and they were wanting to know what I thought about the. You know, Chelsea's youngsters being called up. And I think, and they would say, oh, are you surprised? And I say, no, I'm not at all. Because, you see, these youngsters that are coming through for Chelsea have been, you know, figuring in all of England's successful underage sides for the last five years. Five Chelsea players are in the team that won the Under-17 World Cup. The, so Southgate knows all about these Chelsea players because there was a kind of inference that, well, you know, this is a bit kind of, you know, just because they've scored a few goals for Chelsea, they're so, getting a game. So not that as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's not that at all. These guys have been a really fundamental part of England's young sides for the last five years. Yeah. I completely agree. And I'm excited to see the next chapter for them. Can we just quickly talk yes. about William? Because I was shocked. 300 appearances. How loved is he by Chelsea? Because he has been a brilliant player for them, hasn't he? <laughs> I, I, I watch him from it, afar and enjoy it's him. It's divisive. Okay. I love William. Me I too. love William. I'm glad I've got okay, two. Hang on. Two supporters. No, 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 yeah. Everybody in this room who love William. That's one, two, then. three. Oh, great. it's unanimous, oh. including Charlie. But this is rare. But this is rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it, it didn't. No, it's proper, mate. It, it, what, did, it, what didn't help him was the fact that under in Conte's second season was he fell out with Louise and he's big mates, and so he, he then finished the season by putting that cross through. Um, put, no, the F the cup. He put yeah. a cup on this on the the post of, <laughs> of Conte. That, remember really. that all Bance. of that. And it, but he, also, he wasn't playing him. He just bring, kept bringing yeah. him on a substitute because they'd so fallen out. But that was just a disastrous, disastrous man management season by Conte. But uh, who sulked apparently all the time during the whole of that, even in training. It was a very vicious. How do you know it wasn't kind of Italian brooding? <laughs> it could have been Italian brooding, yeah. but it's also from a from a. Uh, a British point of view, it could be Western. It could, be, it could it, be. It was because there wasn't any chewing of cigarettes involved. Oh, That's why. There you go. There you go. There you go. 
I don't think he coped very well either, William, under under the the nameless one. Sorry, I don't think he did wonderfully under him either. But remember, in the Annus um, Horribilis, he was completely brilliant, wasn't he? Do, do you know? Do you know what struck me about um, Wednesday night? I don't know why. It's funny, isn't it, that like weird moments from games stick with you? But William kind of lost the ball at the edge of their penalty area, but he then he then raced back after the guy you know who'd got the ball all the way back in almost to our penalty area to try and tackle him if if William wasn't committed to the cause and we've seen him when he's not committed to the cause as much as we've seen him when he is but I just thought this this guy is is just absolutely got his heart 100% into Chelsea at the moment the, the work he puts in I mean we're going to get on to the whole Pulisic thing I think next part but you know, if you if if Pulisic is watching how to be a successful player at a club like Chelsea at that level, watch William. Watch the work he puts in up front and in defence. And, and he's obviously fit again and he's now got as really well because cool he was hair. injured at the beginning of the season. Wasn't he, he was, yeah, missed all of the pre-season, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Don't. Well, we're going to be continuous chat, talking all about the Lille game and talking a little bit more to Brian and Richard. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, and I'm joined in the studio with the Chelsea fan cast, Stanford Chidge. Jonathan, Hello. <laughs> I was I was prepared. Jonathan Kidd, kiddo. There you go. Brian Wolf from the Chelsea Chicago and Richard Weeks. We are the shed. A really packed show for you tonight. We were just talking a little bit about with, the... with proper celebrities, Charlie. I know. I've, I thought... Not just boring old me and J.K. So we're going to stop speaking. We now. are. <laughs> if I see, no, I'll never see that when I believe it. Yeah, never stop. Uh, just when uh, we was away from you there, Brian, you brought up a good point about William. You said you've created a new position for him. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I think he's been deployed as a, a defensive winger. And it starts when Jose came back to the club. And we're obviously we're loaded on the left wing. And Hazard's going to get forward. He's not really going to do much coming back. And I think you know, when we collapsed in 2015, 2016, that was one of the areas that, that really irked Jose. If you know him and his philosophy, it's all about balance. It's, it's about limiting mistakes. The more the opponent has possession, the more mistakes that they create. And we, you know, under... You know his stewardship. You're able to exploit those, and you know, Williams that balance on the other side. He's obviously not at Hazard's level, but you know we had Ivanovic bombing forward on the right hand side, so you needed coverage on the wing. Dave was moved over in favor, uh, starting over Felipe Luis, who was arguably a better left back at getting forward and a natural left footed player. And I think it started there. And if if you look now, there's been five managers at Chelsea who have picked William to play. From an American's perspective, he's probably the most polarizing player on social media and talking about because he doesn't score. But if you look, he creates a load of chances. He gets up and down. He's a box-to-box player. He's infinitely valuable, and that doesn't come up a lot on the statistical sheet. And I think that's why he attracts so much opinion that's either positive or negative. This is a this is a brilliant point, Brian, because, you know, as you said, he doesn't come up very well on the statistics and i for one think that the the predominant you know you know we get all this i mean this is we'll get into this actually because you know being an overseas supporter it's it's quite pertinent but there, there seems to be so many excuses for division in the chelsea supporter base at the moment whether it's alcoholic yadars like me against uh you know 
people from overseas or young kids or whatever. But I, I, I think the key division is exactly that. I am actually too old to give a damn about FIFA 19 or whatever. But there are kids who've grown up with that, and it's all about statistics. It's all about value points, and maybe that's maybe they look at the game in a very different way than I do. Now, I'm not trying to say one's right and one's wrong. It's just different. But I think that absolutely exemplifies the point what you just said. Well, I'll just add. I I've been called on Twitter multiple times an alcoholic yerda, and I'm just proud. Did of you it wear now. that as a badge of honor? Like I do. I do? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not actually a yerda, but I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> I hope I'm not. I'm certainly either. an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm certainly an alcoholic. Everybody knows that. Well, there you go. It's bonkers, isn't it? Well, let's talk a, li- a little bit about being a supporter overseas, Brian. How did you come around to supporting Chelsea? What's it like? And how much now are you just in love with this club and carrying it forward? I don't have a good origin story. I wish I could go on and, and tell everyone that I do, but they're not going to make a movie out of it anytime soon. Um, Chelsea's been the again. only. Yeah. Che- Chelsea's been the only club I've ever followed. And, I mean,. It's the most important thing to me, probably in my entire life, with my work, and really it comes down. Just want to, to interject. Vince Vaughn would play you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping for Robert Downey. <laughs> that, that'll be a good joke uh, there, a back shot. home. But um, you know, the the club to me is oh is all the great people that I know. Obviously, Richard, Mister Kid, Chidge. Um, I mean, there's there's probably a hundred more people, and that's that's why I come over as much as I do, and. You know, we kind of get that, and and from from an overseas standpoint, I think we're going to get into it. It it can be a little bit divisive, and it tends to take a discussion and a debate around certain players and and where the direction of the club is going and things that we should care about. But you know, for me, it's not just what's happening on the pitch for ninety minutes. It's it's everything else it's around culture, that. Isn't it? it is. I mean, and and this is the thing. I mean, I think people naturally, as human beings, we we like to create division where actually, really, there isn't. You know, ultimately, you either get it or you don't get it. And I don't, I mean, I, I, I mean, since we've been doing the fan cast, I've been just absolutely knocked out by how many people I've met from all over the world who love Chelsea and get Chelsea in the same way that I do. And I'm not trying to say the way I get it is better. It's just I get it in a certain way, but so do they. I mean, if I was, we'll get onto this in a minute too, but if, if I was to tell you that, you know, Richard uh, w- with his mates and we are the shed, do all of the banners in the shed end, which are fantastic. He does a huge, a brilliant job. Uh, to try and get atmosphere going and you know get a real lovely match day display presence there if i told you that it was brian and his mates in the states who designed most of the flags and produced them that just kind of shows you you know that's the point these guys get it they are as much part of what we're up to as anybody who, who's who's grown up with it third fourth fifth generation or whatever right richard uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's more out of convenience rather than anything else, to be, fun- to be fair, because Brian's on speed dial 24-7. I call him <laughs> ungodly hours. Apparently, I've been fired, though. But you, you know what I mean. No, I mean, no, to, to, to depersonalize it, no, no, you know, Brian, Brian and uh, Walker did the, the one Kerry Dixon banners for the Chelsea yeah. fan cast, which it's, is hanging in the Matthew Harding end. So gra- from the graphic design thing, it's, we, we basically branched out to, to the Twi- you know, Twitter universe and asked mm. for help, and you know, these guys responded. So... And you know, like we we always promote we 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 look after international sport as much as we can because yeah. we feel like we have an obligation. I know you do. You'll yeah. buy people drinks, bring them into the group, and try and get them tickets when but we can. Yeah. Can I ask you how much are the club interested in your banners? They actually they actually really are. Like um, yeah, we we felt, when we initially approached them, I think they thought you know this is going to be a, a sort of a short short lived thing. But um, no, the club offer us money to to do the displays. Uh, oh, they've good, offered good. us thousands of pounds, but. You know, as you all know, we, we crowdfund them. Yeah, we, we want yeah. it to be. It, our our argument is uh, initially they sort of didn't like how 
rubbish they looked. Um, they're, <laughs> Is that they're, why you phoned up Brian? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was more that they, they said that they wanted it to look more slick. And my argument was, well, they said we can give you money. My argument was, well, if Chelsea supporters want it to be bigger, then we'll we'll promote, yeah, we'll, we'll jump uh, drop in donations basically as a group. And as we've sort of grown, they've gotten bigger and better and things like that. But yeah, uh, any sort of graphic design is mostly done by Chidge slash, uh, sorry, Brian slash Walker, you don't do anything, Chidge. So. No, I don't, I can't. no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Enthusiasm. That's I, as Brian will validate, I come. I'm an ideas man. I came up with the idea, and then I hand it over to clever people who can make my idea come to life. Am I right? You, you, there's only, well, one, there's only add, one answer. It was a heavy silence. But, uh, <laughs> I'll add to that. Walker will verify that I'm an ideas man too, and he usually ends up cleaning the mess that I okay, make. Okay, so that is also true. No, but I'm, I'm interested in whether the, the club are, are, are very supportive because they ought to be immensely supportive because it is um it, yeah. it's a it, it's great dramatic moments before the game mm. starts so i mean like obviously we we look a lot at across europe because they're Indeed. well organized and well-oiled machines um and there are a lot of clubs in england that are trying to do the same thing and it's the clubs across europe really 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 support dortmund uh, will will literally take the the items overseas for the supporters and give them they to them. All of that as well, right? um, they, they will know instantly when when uh, when Dortmund are playing abroad. They they contact the club and say, "This is what our, these are what our supporters will bring," and that's kind of the, what we're trying to get out of Chelsea. And but also, it's unbelievably good marketing for them yeah, as well. But that's exactly that. kind of that's how we kind of approach it, and that's how they respond but, to well, us. Well, but I'm, I'm but I, I having met the marketing department on several yeah. occasions is you know they're coming up with those what was it the thrill. Thrilling since thrilling, spec I mean, thrilling since nineteen oh five. For goodness yeah. sake, Spectre I actually questioned that. I, I actually questioned that at a forum meeting, and a voice in the corner said, "Oh, I thought I that. Came up. Up I thought that it one. was rather good, yeah. you know." And you think, well, well, could you could not have consulted any of the fans before pasting it all over the ground in its embarrassing glory? There, my goodness me. Who was able to keep their job in a year of sorry ball? And being able to connect that to a campaign like <laughs> thrilling—that's what I want to know. Yeah. That's awful. I think they started that before he turned up. But I mean, Richard and I have both been on the Supporters Trust for a while. I mean, Richard's not at the moment, but he he was there long enough to know what I mean. But ultimately, the club have to listen to the people who understand, and the people who understand are the supporters. And I mean, yes, they get it wrong far too much. But actually, thanks to people like Richard, and there are many others as well, they do listen, and they. I think, you know, without you, it would be a nightmare. So thank God you're there getting in their ear, Richard. To be and com- Dave, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, um, I kind of feel like our part of our responsibility as well is to try and educate the club in what supporters love. You know, and it's like we, we try and teach them a bit about our culture so that they understand it a little bit better and then it sort of regurgitates back to us. Um, yeah, they, they have been very good at listening to us and trying to help us and offering help, but it could be a lot better. And I feel like they're willing, but... It's kind of like trying to teach an old dog new tricks. It'll take a while. So when when the, all the banners disappeared recently and you were having them clean, yes, um, did the club comment them. on that? They lo- they lost. Yeah. Them. So so they they lost our clearly like, the supporters trust. They're one. twenty meters. Uh, they're, they're massive flags. They're like twenty meters by twelve meters. Yes. They no. They sent them away for cleaning. They thought they'd been delivered back. They couldn't find them. They didn't know where they were. It turns out they hadn't been delivered back at all. So they, they, there are some communication issues. But that's just, every club is terrible at that. Yeah, just one one thing I wanted to ask Brian, actually following up on you know what it's like uh, following Chelsea from. I mean, how far away is Chicago? Four thousand miles. Yeah, it's four thousand. Yeah. So how how hard is that? 
to follow a club that's 4,000 miles away? I don't think it's very hard. There you go. No. Right answer. In, in, in in technology helps, In this right? day and age, yeah, technology. Yeah, but yeah. Brian actually comes over here, and I mean, one of the things, I mean, I saw a tweet from Brian last night, or after the game, he, he, Brian was out in Lille, so he'd obviously had a few Belgian beers or something, but he, he said uh, something like, this is what it's all about. You know, all you overseas fans who, you know, whinny on on Twitter and stuff, this come out here, experience it, that's the point. And you do, and I know it's not easy for everyone to do that. I mean, hell, it's not easy for some English fans to afford to go to games, but essentially that's really what it's about, isn't it? It is. Um, I, Richard and I have known each other probably the longest. Um, you know, for, for me personally, it's been you know, going on you know, over 10 years now. Um, and I didn't know most people even, you know, going back mm-hmm. five, six years ago, but it's the people that why I come back. Obviously, you want to you know, you love football, you love mm-hmm. Chelsea, but, you know, the community is, yeah. is why I continue to come back. Yeah. Um, you know, the football is only 90 minutes. I'm yeah. here a lot longer than that. It's it's all about the community. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant point. Can we ask him about, we've got time to ask yeah, him about Pulisic yeah. very yeah. quickly, because there's a right old hoo-ha going on about, I mean, this is predominantly on social media, it has to be said, but, you know, a lot of uh, overseas and younger fans can't understand why Pulisic is not a, getting a game. And I, kn- I know he's highly rated in America. He's the great white hope of the USMNT, isn't he? Where, where do you stand on this, Brian? Well, so I think, you know, being on English radio, predominantly English audience, um, no, you take can, a step no, you back. You can say whatever you like. I can't. I mean, you, know. um, you know, put it into perspective. How, how long have England fans been screaming out for that one great player, even having them back in the days, like, can, can Gerrard and Lampard play together? How long have you been screaming out for that one great player that you recognize is a local all player. above the rest? Yeah. Well, yeah, hugely. Um, and, you know, it really hasn't happened. Now you kind of see the renaissance with some of these younger players. That's what that's what he is to us. Yeah. He is yeah. far and away the best and most talented player whenever we go out on the pitch, whether he performs or not. So I put it into two camps. You have one camp, uh, people who follow Chelsea, uh, especially from America, and now he's signed, and that's great. And there's a little bit of you know national pride there, obviously. Mm. Now we have this new wave of of supporters that come in because he's signed. You know they are supporting the club, and that's great. We've we've had that a lot of times before. You know, fanboys. Yeah, pe- people have come on. They've supported because Eden Hazard, Didier Drogba, Frank Lampard, John Terry. Like we've had it, especially in the last you know ten fifteen years. Um, but it's ratcheted up to a new level now, and I think you know maybe from their perspective understand that you know just because he plays for us doesn't mean you need to be a Chelsea supporter and at the same time like we want you to be but it may take some time to get there and and you you need to be rational and you need to be patient in his Mm -hmm. development because he's not going to play right away he needs to grow Cheech can I ask because I'm actually a fan of him I watched him for Dortmund was quite excited when he signed for Chelsea I thought I'll get to see him in the Premier League but I've I've heard you on occasions I hope you don't mind me saying it you believe Chelsea sign him purely for a marketing (laughs) reason well not uh, purely maybe is that fair to ask that was me being a bit naughty I mean I thought you told me that's the reason they shut up don't blame my cover (laughs) sorry Cheech Uh, no 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 no. I mean you know me I I, I can be a bit naughty sometimes I mean I've look I, I I will always reserve my judgment based mm. on what I see on the pitch. And what I've seen on the pitch is flashes of talent. I thought, for example, in the Super Cup match, he looked brilliant, actually. He looks really threatening, really dangerous. He's got a lot of pace. But I, what I've also seen is somebody who just doesn't understand that you have to... In the position that he plays, which was on the right right or left, I forget now, but you've got to track back. It's what the point I was making about William earlier on. Learn from William. William's a big, fancy-down flash player. But learn from that guy. He tracks back. You've got to do that playing for an English club. 
And until he learns how to do that, then I don't think he's going to get much of a chance. But it's a lot, I mean, he's young. There's a long time. He'll get better. The, the funny part for me is that if, if you go back and look at him historically at Dortmund, with his statistics, he matches up to be a Willian type of player. Mm. Um, I he's think he's quick. got talent, He Brian. can play a variety of positions. Yeah. He does. He creates a load of chances. He doesn't necessarily have the goal and assist numbers that are there. So, you know, for, for an audience to, to blame Willian and, and, and kind of be on him because he doesn't score enough stupid. and then to be... Yeah frustrated that he's not playing at the same time we need to give him time but none, because none he of us, is a useful none of player. us are managing at the training ground seeing yeah, what they do on the training ground. yeah you we, know I, I trust the people who are paid a lot of money to do that to make that well, choice we only see and th- this is an issue we only see the 90 minutes per match yeah frank lampard and the staff they're training with those players five times five times a week this is a debate i feel we could go on for a lot more we could talk about this a lot further we will a little bit and we'll be talking all about the saints match on the weekend as we turn our attentions back to the premier league away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com Cheech. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Cheech, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show. As you can hear, we still have a laugh even when you're not with us. You can tweet us, though, at Love Sport Radio or call us on 0208 70 20 558 or WhatsApp on the same number. We've been talking about that Champions League game in the week. Now, though, we turn our attentions to the game on the weekend. Chelsea play Southampton. And I have to say, Chidge, it is a very, very happy hunting ground, isn't it, at St Mary's? We we never lose there, really. I mean, that's the point. I mean, I'll be honest with you; it's a bit it's a bit cheeky, you know. When I when I was living in London all the time, my favourite away was Fulham away because it was the closest. And now I'm predominantly based in. in I mean, I grew up, uh, you know, in and around Winchester, and most of my schoolmates were Southampton fans, a pitiable bunch, a lot of them really. Um, 
this is the way I personally like to go on more than any other because for some reason, because my perverse sense of humour, I actually like the fact that I can get on the train at Winchester and get on the train full of my drunken mates coming down from Waterloo. Uh, although this year I won't be able to because they're getting diverted by <laughs> Guildford and they're having a two-hour journey. I'm sorry that I'm laughing saying that. My journey will be 23 minutes. But it's a great... I mean, other than the personal reason, it's a great It's a great away, Southampton. There's some good pubs there. You know, Southampton fans are a pretty decent bunch, really, so there's no, you know, discomfort. We go to one of their pubs and they're all fine. It's a brilliant... I mean, you've done it a few times. Richard's done it a lot. Jonathan got stuck in the... Debenhams, local Debenhams in the ladies' underwear bit once. The brilliant story. <laughs> that sounds like a story. We, 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 it's, it's true, isn't that Father we don't Ted? Have, we don't have. It is out of Father yeah. Ted. You know, he is Father Jack. This was basically. pre Father Ted. But uh, if you, it was on a Chelsea fan cast about five years ago, that story. So you just have to go back in the archive. But you've been to the Southampton away before. Richard has. It's a great away, isn't it? Yeah, it'll actually be my first time. No so way. I thought for, yeah. I thought you'd done it before. First time. Yeah. No way, you don't know Top, what you're That's why I'm here. All right. Yeah. You, you've been before, haven't you? It's a great away, isn't it? Of course I have, yeah. I'm not plastic like Brian. <laughs> um, no, Overseas fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Taking up all our seats. Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's great. It's close. Uh, it's a good area. Um, yeah, it's, it's literally, it's, uh, it is one of my favourites, genuinely. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm actually kind of more looking forward to Watford away. I like that. Unfortunately, I won't be there on the weekend because I, I have to work. Well, there but, you um, go. but yeah, it's fantastic. Plus, like you said, we always win. So you know, I think we can get get Champions Not always. League. Always. Well, go on. You're going to go some, uh, 1984 or something. Do you know what? Okay, okay. <laughs> Question for Jonathan. Question for Jonathan. When was the last on, time? Kino. When was the last time we lost to Southampton away? Oh God. The last time. I can't remember. Well, it was in May, March 2013. Uh, we lost two one. Who was the I manager was then? Who was the manager then? Well, their manager. Our manager. Their, their manager was Adkins. Our manager. I know, I'm just... Rafa Benitez. Exactly. So there you go. <laughs> Other than that, including the FA Cup, I was at the FA Cup match where we won 5-1. Uh, we've won every match. The only one time we've drawn was uh, December 28th, 2014, when I think we probably had uh, too many mince, mince pies. But, I mean, basically, uh, we... In fact, actually, I found this is a great stat, Charlie. You'll love this. I think we are the most successful side... Uh, yeah, Premier League games lost by Southampton at St Mary's. We were the first team to win there, of course, when they opened it. Uh, but we they've lost eight games to us, seven games to Man United, six to Liverpool, five to Man City and four to Spurs. So we, we are the most successful team at St Mary's. One of my favourite games recently was, I think it was a couple of years ago, when Oli Giroud, we were getting stuffed. We were hopeless. Yeah, we, won, we, won, we, won we were awful. Yeah, yeah. And Oli Giroud, like a man possessed with a magic beard, <laughs> Just turned it all around. He was he was brilliant, Absolutely brilliant. I <laughs> well, love, I love Oli Giroud. You head to the Saints with uh, that fantastic history, confident of a win. But is it slightly concerning? Only one clean sheet in eleven games under Frank Lampard, and I think over his time with Derby and Chelsea, you pointed it at you. Something like twenty twenty five percent of clean sheets. Is this a worry? Is this a concern? You can yeah, obviously. Hell yeah. But well, what, we just need to score more than the opposition. Every single time. So it is that could be the like, be like, watching, kiddo, like, like watching Spurs when um, Klinsman used to play for them. Remember or Newcastle under Keegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but they've got the, they've got the potential. I'd love it if we they've beat Southampton. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love the, it. I love it. They've got the potential for scoring 
over and over again. I mean, uh, the, what did they miss uh, against Brighton? Seven chances. Seven, not even half chances. Mm. One-on-ones and just absolutely clean chances. They've got to put the ball in the net because the way they're playing, the speed he wants them to play at is actually it's unbelievably praiseworthy. It's a very, very efficient, efficient setup because they get the ball into the penalty area so quickly. They've just got to put the ball away because I'm not convinced that defensively that they can cope, as a, as a, not as a consequence, but they keep leaving, we've talked about it before, they leave these large holes in midfield, particularly when they get a bit tired. And I think it's very similar to the way that um, Klopp first had Liverpool playing, which is they'd all they'd, they'd spend the first 20 minutes absolutely overwhelming the opposition and then they'd have to have another 20 minutes recovering from it. And it, it, it's, I, I, obviously, it's, 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 the pattern is, isn't the same. But I think what Frank is trying to do is, is brilliant, uh, but it, it's, at the moment, leaving them very, very exposed. So. You're right. This all comes down to Frank Lampard. But, yeah. lo- but look at how he's played at Chelsea his entire career. He's played in teams that are set up to keep the goals out. So when yeah, it comes yes. down to yeah. it, and we're, and we're still very early in the season, I trust him to institute tactics and put in the right players to be able to, to shut but, things but down when we need to do. But isn't do. it odd that, I absolutely agree with you, that they were based on fantastic defence and breaking away from, from the defence. So so, yeah. so, whereas he is, is much keener for everybody to be on the front foot. Which, and it, it which speaks is, to which your point. Which leads to great football, but it means he's so stretched all the time. It speaks to your point, how yeah. long it takes people like Pep and Klopp to get that system running. Yeah. And I think that we've yeah. already seen a change in the first month, which is more than what we saw last season. It reminds me of when Antonio was here. After six games, we made the change. We went to three at the back. And then 13... But at least with Frank, he's not going to play three at the back. He might even play four at the back. He did. He changed it. Adoy came on. I thought Adoy was brilliant during the week, by the way. Me too. Came on. And uh, and he he changed the system. Richard, what do you you make of it all? The the one clean sheet? I know we can sort of get overexcited by stats like that, but is it a worry? Is it a concern? To be honest, it genuinely isn't. It doesn't doesn't come up on my radar at the moment. Only because we actually have what every single football fan wants at the moment. And that is your greatest... One of your greatest ever players manager at the club, uh, a cult hero who grew up in the local area, a supporter is number two, a back staff that all absolutely adore the club and are legends in their own right, and then a bunch of youth players coming through. At the moment, how many games are we? Five? Seven. Seven? Seven, oh, Seven league oh, games. <laughs> missed a couple. Uh, no. Uh, and the fact they've all been playing football together since they were eight, exactly. the youth, which is a... F- uh, nobody has that system. He's got the best academy in, in Britain, in possibly Europe. in Europe. And possibly this, in Europe, But that, yeah. that's the thing. We we are a work in process and progress. Sorry, and to me it doesn't it doesn't come on my radar yet. You know, like you you live and learn. You have to sort of evolve. And Frank Lampard is one of the hardest working, and most intelligent men in football. Oh. It seems. And if there's anybody on the planet that I think can can turn it around and become a great manager, it'll be him. But yeah. you can just just take that a step further. Do you think that Pulisic may be suffering because um, amongst all the youths with him, that they're, they're, uh, they 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 might be slightly cliquey? He's a bit of an outsider. I kind of bit of an outsider in that sense. I kind of agree with that because yeah. you think it's not a Lampard purchase, and and he came in straight away and was promoting the youth. But the people keeping him out of the actual team aren't the youth players, really. So no, that's true. I think he just needs he needs time. You know, he's a new player. He's a few games in. You know, Ivanovic took a season to get in, and he yes, became he one did. of our greatest ever players. Yeah. So Drogba, give him time. Yeah, exactly, Frank yeah. Lampard. He just needs time. This is people. Took who are, Frank a year. Yeah, exactly. he was rubbish first year. He was seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're talking about the Saints game on the weekend. Next, someone to give us the Saints perspective. We'll be talking to Steve Grant from the Southampton podcast. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. You're listening to the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. I'm joined in the studio with the Chelsea fan cast, Stanford Chidge, 
Oi, oi. <laughs> and Jonathan Kidd. You know. And we said earlier, we have very special guests in the studio. We do. Brian Wolf from Chelsea, Chicago. America. <laughs> and Richard America. Weeks from We Are The Shed. And now, though, I'm delighted another guest has joined us. We're delighted to have Steve Grant on the line with us from the Southampton podcast. Steve is Saints versus Chelsea on the weekend. Chelsea are feeling in a confident mood, as they should. They have a very good history down in Southampton, don't they? Uh, yeah, our, our record against against you lot hasn't been great. Um pretty much since since we moved to St Mary's really nearly yep. twenty years ago. Um I mean to be fair that's that's kind of coincided with you being um being half decent. Um half. and uh, well not not gonna not gonna um give you too much praise on, on okay. this one. Let's fair be enough. let's be fair. <laughs> uh, no, I think um yeah your your record at, at St Mary's has been has been excellent. Obviously you won the first ever competitive game there. Um I had a good chance them, wasn't it? Uh, I yes, I think yeah. so, and I think uh, did Hasselbank get one late on as well? May, may have done. Possibly. Um, there's yeah, certainly certainly a two two nil win for uh, for you boys on on that day, and it I mean it took us about three months to actually win any game. Didn't, um, didn't you have to get um, some? There was some 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 gypsy curse or something. Somebody had to kind of pee on the pitch or something to I get think, rid of yeah, the curse. There was, there was, yeah, some sort of pagan. It was just um, for real, pagan, wasn't it? Pagan, yeah, yeah, some sort of pagan weirdo came Making in. And, ritual. Um, I probably yeah. knew them. I'm down, I'm down that manner. I'm down some, your manner, actually. Wasn't there uh, some naked Steve? dancing? No, that's, that's, that, that was another. That was a party that's you right, went that's to. That's me. That's right. Yeah. That no, I'm down your from your manner. So finding somebody, some, finding somebody pagan to like do that, I, I, I probably know them. They're probably drinking the willow in Winchester or something. Or they would yeah, have done them back in the day, you know. Um, Steve, uh, you're you're right. I mean, we've got a ridiculously good record at St Mary's. We've won more games than anybody else, scored more goals uh, than anybody else. Um, but I, I tell you what, you know, I, I've been looking at your last 10 matches, um, in a sense, typically Southampton, a bit up and down. But, you know, you, you only lost 2-1 to Liverpool at St Mary's. Should have uh, got a draw out of that. And should have well. got a draw out of that, exactly. So you, you, you played well. Uh, you drew against Man United... Uh, you, won that. Yeah, you, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, we're, so we're we're a very weird but very frustrating team. Yeah, um, for I the mean, most part. I what I, I think what I'm trying to say in a really long-winded way is that I'm not underestimating Southampton. So I actually think Hasenhutl is a good manager, and I think you've got some decent players, but you're just not getting the results really that uh, the effort deserves. Yeah, I mean, I think our our issue is is one of kind of a lot of it's self-inflicted. I mean, we've got a lot of um, we've had a lot of dross in the squad over a sort of two or three year period where we basically just kind of. I thought you sold them all to Liverpool, bit. mate. Well, yeah, I mean that that was that was the issue with the good players, but um, everyone and everyone obviously got upset yeah. that um, players were constantly being linked with moves away. But I think I think now they realise that actually, if they're being linked with moves to bigger clubs, that means they're doing quite well. Yeah. Um, I mean, nobody's being linked with uh, with big moves at the moment, um, which rather tells its own story. I'm always bemused um, about who does the linking of these things. Is it just somebody deliberately tapping them up from the other club? I'm, I never know what this linking is all about. I oh, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it, uh, partially that I would imagine um, an agent probably talking to his mates in the press. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can never never quite tell who's who's behind these sort of stories. I mean, quite often, um, I'm sure um, Saints are more than happy to put names out in in the press for players they're trying to get rid of. So it, it kind of works both ways, I think, in, in the in the grand scheme of things. So, uh, Steve, how are... Uh, you've got a couple of ex-Chelsea players. Um, one, of, one of them, a much-loved player, the other one who never really kind of 
You know, he just didn't. I mean, actually, Aurel, Aurel Romeo left soon after I interviewed him, and I'm, I often wonder whether the two things were linked. But <laughs> Romeo and the lovely, you know, Ryan the Lion from against Bayern, Ryan, but yeah. Rion Bertrand, as we used to call him, actually on the Chelsea <laughs> fancast. I mean, how how are they doing? I mean, how are they viewed at Southampton? Are they are they are they liked? Do they do well? Uh, Romeo is is very popular, mm. um, both amongst players and fans. I think. Um, he's he's one of those players who you know that regardless of whether whether his performances are uh, good, bad, or indifferent, you know that you're always getting 110. percent um, So he's he's kind of a fans player, if you like. He's he is he is that guy that everyone kind of aspires to in in that sense. Um, Bertrand's a little bit different. I I mean personally, I I just think Bertrand is quite possibly our best player. Whoa. Um, but. Um, he, his body language at times gives off gives off the sense occasionally that he's he's not fully focused occasionally, um, and I mean it's, it's slightly bizarre that he's still with us because I mean sort of a year or two after we obviously had that big that summer where we basically sold everybody to Liverpool um, a year or two afterwards he was being linked with a similar move and for whatever reason it just didn't happen. Um, and now he's he's kind of not really talked about um, in the sense of getting getting a, a move to a to a sort of top six club any, anymore, which is which is strange because he's certainly good enough still for me. Steve, we have to put you on the spot. You know it's coming. What is your score prediction for the weekend? Well, I kind of think that both both teams basically are a lot better going forward than they are at the back. Um, I think you're you're still having teething problems. Uh, defensively, I mean, whether that's uh, injuries or system or just individuals, maybe. But um, I mean, we've certainly got an, got an issue with individuals just not being good enough um, at centre back. Um, fullbacks, I think, we're okay, but um, it means that we just concede too many goals. So I think we're I think we're looking at a high scoring game here. I think, to be honest, I take a draw. I think two alls not not unrealistic, mm. um, but I think. The only way we're getting that draw is if we take the lead. I don't think we're, I don't think we're going to be able to come from behind to get it. Well, you're going for a draw, Steve. A real pleasure to talk to you, Steve Grant, there Cheers, from mate. the Southampton right podcast. On, Just very quickly, let's get a score prediction in the studio. We'll start with our guest because it's okay. the right place to start. Yeah, Richard, what is, ready, your, what so is your rude. score prediction on the weekend? Uh, my head says two on Chelsea. My heart says five nil because they didn't let us take our crowd surfer in the away end. So. <laughs> Good man. Did they Bro- not do that? No. That's pants. Brian, what do you say? I'll go forward to Chelsea, and I will make a bold prediction what? that my countryman gets his first goal. Really? Wow, that Pudisic, is bold. Pudisic to start or get on as a sub? I'm not sure, but bold prediction. All right. I just have a feeling about it. Okay. We're running out of time. 4-2, and, and Pudisic won't even be on the bench. <laughs> um, well, 3-1 to the mighty Chelsea and in honour of Theatre of Hate who I saw and they wrote a song called Americanos and in the lyric of that is somewhere there's an American I'll leave you with that (laughs) well it's a unanimous decision in the studio Chelsea will get the win on the weekend this has been the Chelsea Fan Show with the Chelsea Fan Cast and you can hear it every Friday 7 till 8 next up it is the Leeds Fan Show we have to thank Chigi Kiddo Brian Wall from Chelsea Chicago and Richard Weeks we will see you next week Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 